Hello everyone, this is Mikey Garcia. Yo, it's your boy, the odd guy himself, Malik King Scott. Hi, I'm Charlie Edwards. This is Fast Eddie Chambers, and you're listening to the Box Hard Podcast with my main man, Joey Coastman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Box Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Coastman. I'm joined today by Ayaz Sumra. Ayaz, how are you doing? I'm good, Joey. How are you? Very good. Very good. I just want to say before we get into this show, um, we're having a lot more views every time we do a show. So I'm very, very thankful. I can speak on behalf of me and IS here at the Box Hub podcast. We're very thankful for all the newcomers, all the people that are now listening to the show. Um, please tune in every week. It'll get exciting and more exciting all the time. Um, okay, we're going to roll into this show. This show is called The Review and Preview. We're going to roll straight into the review side of the show. Uh, there hasn't been much on um, for the last week or so, um, and there's not much on for the next week, so this shouldn't be such a long show. But um, I'm going to start on the Friday. There was one fight on the Friday that I was interested in. This is last Friday. Um, we had Kiko Martinez on his return to the ring after losing to uh, Scott Quigg. Now, Kiko Martinez got a first-round knockout win it was over in Spain, um, where he's from, of course. So um, a little homecoming, a little homecoming for him. Um, good to hear that he's, you know, he's he's got a win under his belt. Uh, Kiko Martinez now moves to thirty-three and six. Um, he defeated Harold Molina. Not not a very credible opponent in Harold Molina, but just a return fight. So he's got another win. Um, so that's that's good news for him. Um, okay, moving on. That was on Friday. Moving on to the Saturday. A Saturday night. Um, where should we start on the Saturday, Ayaz? We should start at the Terence Crawford fight. You want to start over there, yeah? Over in yes. Omaha. Yes. Okay, no problem. Yeah, so Terence Crawford topped the bill in Omaha, Nebraska. He fought uh, Deary Jean. Um, he, he stopped him in the 10th round. This was a really good fight. Um, Crawford, he just sort of, he was too good for him all round. I mean, let's not, let's not mince our words. He was too good for him. Every round he come out, I don't think um, Jean won a round, really. I think they might. I might have given him one round, generously. What do you think of that fight, Ayaz? I reckon, I reckon Terence Crawford boxed really well. I reckon he could, he could, set, he could be set with a fight with Pacquiao soon, hopefully in April. Yeah, there's been talk about that. Um, how do you see that one going? In my opinion, um, I reckon Crawford beats Pacquiao. Wow. After watching Pacquiao's last fight against Mayweather... He didn't really do much, and Crawford is a very big threat to Pacquiao. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but damn, like, just because he didn't shine against Mayweather, who's, like, arguably the best boxer of all time, I'm not saying that's my opinion, but I'm just saying he is considered one of the greats. You know, and so is Pacquiao in his own right, to be honest, but just because he didn't shine against Mayweather don't mean that, oh, he's washed up, he ain't got nothing. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Because Crawford, Crawford is a beast, but Pacquiao, he was even more of a beast. But I don't know, you know, the age that Pacquiao's at now, if he was younger, all right, who would you choose if he was younger? If Pacquiao was about 28, 29, 30? Uh, in my opinion, that's a very, that's a very uh, good one. Because Crawford is young still at the moment, and he uh, um, he still hasn't yet to prove himself against a top elite fighter. Obviously, with Pacquiao, at, if he was at 29-30, then it would be a different fight. 
But I reckon when Pacquiao was young, he was knocking out everyone. So in my opinion, I reckon Pacquiao would beat him if he's at a twenty when he was twenty nine years old. Yeah, I think so. I think Pacquiao beat him, but now it would be such a cracking fight. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy because um, you know. Not only is Crawford a good boxer, but he actually, you know, he can crack as well, which which is really good for a guy in, well, he's only at the 140 division, but even when he was at 135, he looks like he hits hard. He's got a lot of knockouts. Um, it would be good to see him fight Pacquiao. I really, really hope that fight happens. But, um, I mean, he has fought a few elite fighters, fighters, um, to be honest, because he's fought, I mean, Ricky Burns, arguably, I don't know if you'd call him elite at, you know, when he when he faced Crawford, but he was still a world champion. You've also got Gamboa. I think that was a wicked fight. That was the breakout fight, in my opinion, for Crawford, because he just blitzed Gamboa, knocked him down and everything. Gamboa never lost in his career. I don't even think he was ever knocked down. And he was a world champion. He was untouchable. And Crawford just messed him up, man. Yeah, that was a very good fight, the Gamboa fight. But obviously, we'll see, like, you know, because Pacquiao recently said, didn't it, like, he's, uh, Bob Aaron came out and said that Pacquiao's last fight is in April. Uh, obviously, it's between, they said, he said that it could be Crawford, Khan, or Provodnikov. But Crawford's fight would be very interesting. Yeah, it would be. Uh, moving down that card, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. Now, he fought Rafael Zambano Love, who we saw stopped by Joshua. Well, he basically blitzed him out in the second round. I remember there was a little vine on, on Twitter. Uh, it was just a replay of the punch that Joshua landed on Zambano Love. He just completely wiped him out. It was like, it almost reminded me of if you throw a bowling ball down a bowling alley and just completely get a strike and knock all the pins out of the way. That is what he did to the chin of Zambano Love. However, Andy Ruiz Jr., good fighter in his own right, he, he stepped in there. It was only an eight-rounder. And I was pretty disappointed in Andy Ruiz Jr. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed in, in Ruiz, but I was also a bit impressed with Zambano Love. We didn't see much of him against Joshua. Obviously, like I said, he stopped him in the second round. But he seemed to, you know, like his punch resistance. Well, he could take a lot of punches, put it that way. I mean, Andy Ruiz Jr. was just landing punch after punch after punch after punch, flush. He could not get Zambano Love out of there, and I could not believe it. I really thought Ruiz was going to get him out of there pretty early, but he ended up going the distance. I think he won every single round. Well, he had to have won every single round, but I was I was a bit disappointed in Ruiz Jr. because that's not a good look, you know? He's had 25 fights. He's considered one of the well, one of the fringe sort of world-level world fighters from America in the heavyweight division. There's a few of them. But he couldn't get Zimbano Love out of it, so I was a bit um, disappointed in that. Did you catch that one at all, Ayaz? To be honest, uh, that was actually a good fight, um, the Andy Ruiz and the uh, Rafael Zimbano fight. Obviously, we know Rafael Zimbano from the Andy Joshua knockout. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. But a um, bit disappointed in Andy Ruiz Jr. But anyway, moving down that card, Evgeny Gradovich, he had a fight. Obviously, he this is his return fight from losing to Lee Selby, losing his world title to Lee Selby. He stepped in against Aldemar Silva Santos. Uh, Evgeny Gradovich picked up a split decision win after eight rounds. Um, this was a... Was too cl it was closer than what it should have been, this fight. Uh, Gradovich, obviously, is experienced at world level. He's a he was a good champion. Selby absolutely beat him up, to be honest. Gave him a proper boxing lesson at the 0-2. Um, but, you know, he's fighting a guy with... 
a record of 19 wins and eight losses. I know that you can't just go by someone's record, but, you know, Gredovich, I really expected him to get Silva Santos out of there early, but he failed to do so. So it was a bit disappointing for him. I don't know what he's got left in him. Um, moving over to... There was a card in Sheffield Arena, of course. I can't believe I forgot. We had Gavin McDonald's trainer on the show last week, Dave Caldwell. Uh, Gavin McDonald, um, he didn't top the bill. He actually didn't top the bill. I thought he did. And I actually said to you, I, as last week, that he was topping the bill. But to my surprise, Chris Eubank Jr. topped the bill, which I don't think is very nice, very nice, to be honest, because I know that Eubank Jr., he's got an interim WBA belt, but it's his first fight with Matchroom, and he's kind of jumped straight to the top of the list. However, I know that this was supposed to be Kelbrook. He would have been top of the bill. Um, and obviously, it was it was supposed to be going out to Dusseldorf, and it would be Tyson Fury, Vladimir Klitschko. But the pay per view um, that would have all been on pay per view, but the fights obviously got cancelled, and so that's been rescheduled for a later date. But Gavin McDonnell, I'm going to start with him. He fought Jeremy Parody, Jeremy Parody, who uh, we saw fight Carl Frampton. I think it was two years ago now. Gavin McDonald won this fight unanimously after 12 rounds. Um, so he retains and successfully defends his EBU European Super Bantamweight title. So another win for Gavin McDonald. He now moves to 14, uh, 14 wins, zero losses, two draws. Chris Eubank Jr. now. Did you see this fight, Ayaz? I watched this fight. It was actually a good fight. But obviously we knew he's going to take out Tony Jetter like, in the earlier rounds. Yeah, to be honest, I hold my hands up. I didn't know much about Tony Jetta before this fight, but Eubank Jr., you know, he's just, I mean, you you know what you get with Jr., you know, he he fights flashy, you know, if you don't like that type of stuff, then he's not, you're never going to like him, but if you actually can sit there, ignore all the antics, whether you agree with them or don't agree with them, you watch his boxing, he's a fantastic boxer, you know, his jab is incredible, by the way. I know he's only fighting these opposition, you know, not as high, not as big opposition as what we want to see him in with, but, you know, he seems to just, you know, he gets people out there when he should do, which there's another thing. A lot of people, they go, oh, yeah, you've been fighting bums, you've been fighting bums, but you couldn't even get that bum out of there. He literally does knock out all these so-called bums. He does. You know what I mean? We can't complain about that. He's got good power. Um, you know, he's he's very, very elusive. When people are throwing punches, he's good at slipping them, whether he's going forward or backwards. Um, Eubank Jr., you know, very good jab. Um, very good right hand. Also, his lateral movement is brilliant. Like I say, when someone does fire a shot at him, he's, he's, he very rarely takes it flush. Well, we know he's fighting next. We know he's fighting uh, Gary Spike O'Sullivan on the December 12th card on the undercard of Joshua White. Uh, we're going to have Gary Spike O'Sullivan on the show a bit closer to his fight. Um, and hopefully we'll secure Dillian White. He'll be on the show as well. He'll be, be very good to hear from the two away fighters on that massive card. Uh, Atif Shafiq was also out on that card. He moves to 15 and one. He got a win over Jamie Robinson. This was a bit of a rivalry match here, but um, Shafiq done really well. And they was very good friends after the fight. You could see the sportsmanship was very, very good to see between them, which you don't get a lot of the time in boxing. But, um, okay. So it's time for our first guest. Okay. So Gavin, what inspired you to get into boxing? Well, what it was, um, obviously, I did. Uh, I had five amateur fights. I packed in when I was 16, and then didn't didn't do no um, no boxing up until 
my mid twenties. Do you know what I mean? The early twenties. Um, but it was our kid was a pro and um, he won his British title. Then we went out to um, to France and we fought Jerome Arnold for uh, the European title and and I seen him win that and and I said to everybody like Johnny we were sat on a few beers and what have you. And I said if, if if you can do it, Johnny. I said I can do it and everybody sort of just laughed at me because obviously I'm I was a lad lad and you know I mean they didn't take it seriously and I, I come home. Uh, got in gym with Steffi, Steffi Bull and, um, and and never looked back really. I had my first fight within within five months and then uh, I mean I had my first uh, central area title fight after in my sixth fight and then the snowball from there really. and then obviously I'm European champion now. Do you know I mean I think I've only been a pro six years, five five six years. Not too bad. Yeah, because as you say, like you was a lad's lad, um, used to live for the weekends, and you've gone from yeah. that type of life to you Sweet. know one yeah. one minute one minute you're you're a weekend person, next minute you're you're European champion. Has it hit you yet? Um, when I sit down and think, do you know what I mean, I mean, where my life a winner, it's not that we're a bad a bad lad or not like that. Do you know what I mean? But I just I won't really win in nowhere. Do you know, what I, mean? I, I was thought. Do you know what I mean? I, Working nine to five, wouldn't would never really have had no. And obviously, I'm glad I, I, I put the gloves back on because, in in theory, I, I generally believe I'm going to be a world champion, and that and obviously get paid, get paid well. Um, as can see, I've seen my brother; he's getting good paydays, and it changes your life. And if I never really laced them back up, do you know what I mean? Put the gloves back on. I probably would have just been in a nine-to-five job, do you know what I mean? And had to work a lot harder than probably what I would in 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 my in my short career, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm 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 glad, do you know what I mean? That I uh, put them on and switched my life on because it took a lot of dedication, you know what I mean? I've literally switched my life upside down. It's no other way now, do you know what I mean? Obviously, it's a long time ago since I was that 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 uh, person, do you know what I mean? So now it's all that I know. I get up, you know what I mean, and, and live the life of a, of a boxer. Um, I don't have it any other way, really. You mentioned about you want to you want to go on to be a world champion. That's your dream. Um, yeah. How soon do you think those type of fights will come around for you from now? Um, I think um, if I really wanted them and, and push them, obviously they could get med sooner um, sooner than you probably think. But obviously. You, you've got to be ready for them, them, them sort of fights. I mean, them sort of guys, and I don't think I'm quite ready. But I mean, if, if the world title got dropped on me in the next fight, I'd, I'd take it and believe I could could win it. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, I believe that you, you you've got to be ready for them. Uh, I need a couple more good good wins. Um, I think within a, I think in theory, probably say in 12 months' time, I start thinking about. A world title fight. Um, you know what I mean? I think within a year and a half, I, 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 I think I'll fight for a world title. Um, but who knows? You know what I mean? Um, people are getting shots a lot sooner than they, they would think. Opportunities come up. You know what I mean? Um, who's to say I, I can't fight for one in the next couple of fights? You know what I mean? We all depend. You know I mean, you just got to take one fight at a time and. I'm learning with Colwell, um, do you know what I mean, a phenomenal rate. But we're really working hard and, and, and coming on uh, leaps and bounds. So I won't put it out of, out of question uh, next year, do you know what I mean, where we have a world title fight. Uh, I mean, do whatever, do you know what I mean, as long as I'm kept busy, uh, 
getting fights um, progressing in the right way um, look, as long as I keep winning the, the, the fight's going to come uh, it's going to come eventually so uh, I mean I'll, I'll just I'll just wait see what happens and um, you're at the moment you're ranked third in Britain in the super bantamweight division so you've got uh, yeah. Frampton and Quigger above you so yeah. I know that you said like you said you're not ready for a world title at this stage so it's very uh, honest of you to say so so are you happy with the third place ranking at the moment I'd say that that's how it is. I mean, um, guys have been in the game longer. The the both world champions. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. We saw the the they're above me in rankings. Um, obviously, it's up to me to chase them down. And they won't be looking looking back at likes of me. Um, you know what I mean? So it's up to me to get myself in positions uh, to fight for their titles. Um, do you know what I mean? And, and like I said before, I'm, I'm willing to earn my shot. Um, do you know I mean, I won't be out calling uh, fighters out and trying to get my shot that way. Um, I'll have to go that route. You know what I mean? Have my fights, have my eliminators, and, and, and earn my shot. And I generally believe when I do get a shot, do you know what I mean? I'll win the world title and, and, and keep it. What is your prediction on that on the Frampton Quick fight? If that was to take place, how do you see that going, uh, Gavin? Um, I mean, it's, it's an hard one. I'm, I'm forever changing my mind because the both impressed me. Like, he, he, each time, and I think on the last both performances, I think Quig sort of just impressed me a little bit more than Frampton. Um, so, probably as it stands, I probably just... Well, not really, you know what I mean? Because I've always... It's just been one of them where one minute it's one, next it's next. Um, they both can win. They both, they both could knock it, the other one out. And they're both capable of beating one on points, do you know what I mean? I think Crompton's probably got a little bit, bit more boxing uh, skill than, um, than Quigg. Um, you know what I mean? Both both heavy-handed. So I don't know, do you know what I mean? It's going to be an interesting one. Um, I wouldn't like to put my money on, oh, we're going to win it. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, either, do you know what I mean? can't really pick it. Who, who would you say? <laughs> Putting me on the spot now. Um, well, I don't know. You know, it's, it is one of them ones. I mean, I thought... I thought um, Frampton for quite a while, but yeah, on their, yeah, like you say, on their on their last performances, Quig dispatched of Chico yeah, Martinez. I think he just he just might just have edged his his nose in front. Yeah, on, for me, do you know what I mean? I'm just on there because um, how he how he took Kiko out. I mean, do you know what I mean? He's no muggy, and um, obviously Frampton stopped him and then beat him on points. But Quig just took him out in two rounds. You know what I mean? That was a bit of a bit of a shock and a, and a big and a big statement, really, in, in my opinion. And I think that's probably why, maybe just a nose in front, maybe. Yeah, um, I'd say. Um, obviously, because Frampton he did well in his fight, but didn't shine. You know what I mean? I think Quig just took the shine. On, you know what I mean? On his fight, so I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a good fight. The ball was good. They're both they're both up there. I mean, quality fighter. So, won't be surprised that either one, whoever won it. Do you know what I mean? If the knock kick, one knock of one out, or do you know what I mean? It's a good fight. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's happening as well. Been waiting that long, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? We just want to know who's number one, don't we? Yeah, we certainly do. No one can ever say just one thing about that. They can never say. Whenever you ask them, they can never say, "Oh, Quig or Frampton." They've always no. got to go on and say so much. <laughs> well. Uh, that, that just just to show all my mates who, I, who when we talk about it, 
the switch all the time. It's, it's literally like normally you have a, a fight and you always like Mayweather Pacquiao. You're either a Mayweather or a Pacquiao, and, and, and we have this discussion and 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 they always stick with the same one. You know what I mean, I had a couple of mates always Pacquiao. Nah, this this this, and, and a few of us were Mayweather. And we're like, nah, nah, we always argue. But I think with Quig Frampton, they're all just switching all the time. You know what I mean? It's always like they like getting pressed every time, you know what I mean? So it probably is really the closest 50-50 fight there probably has been, you know what I mean, in recent time, I'd say. Yeah, I couldn't disagree with that. Um, now, you've only boxed you've only boxed in the UK so far in your career, um, mainly yeah. in Doncaster, obviously. Your brother's yeah. been away. Uh, Jamie's been, he's fought abroad three times, obviously, the, when he won the European title in France, yeah. and then his two last fights against Comedia in USA. Um yeah. How how would you feel about boxing abroad? This this way I want to fight. I want, I want to go out and fight in America. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I've seen with my own eyes. Possibly every fighter wants to go fight in America. Do you know what I mean? Can try and conquer America. I think I think Arkin he's got footing now, and I think um, do you know what I mean? He, he's going back out there next year. I think I've seen. I've been out twice, and I sort of know what it feels like. Without fighting, I'm getting good experience out there. You know what I mean, I'm doing training. So yeah, obviously I want to, like I have been doing. I want to follow in my brother's footsteps and um, and fight out in America. Um, obviously, take things one step at a time. Obviously, but um, yeah, I won't mind to fight a couple of fights out there and, and, and raise the profile and what have you and try and crack it. Okay, Gavin, I'm going to pass you over to my partner, Ayaz. He's got a couple of questions for you now. Yeah, no problem, yeah. Hello, Gavin, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I'm not too bad. Can we see yourself in the future move up a weight? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely move up, yeah. Um, I'm not sure... Um, I'm not sure when, because I made, made the weight. I've always made the weight. It's never easy. Um, as most fighters say, but I've met, made it comfortable, um, and 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 we've just got a nutritionist, and then this this fight, I made the weight. I mean, and I'm unbelievable. You know what I mean? So, I I think I've got probably a a year at this weight. Um, anyway, I would have thought so, but I think, yeah, as I get a little bit older, I'll I'll probably move up. Um, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm big for weight anyway, and probably big for featherweight. Um, so I'll probably go up, maybe a weight. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe a weight or two in time. You spied your brother, um, Jamie. Who had, who got the better yeah. hand, you or your brother? Three out of three rounds, he probably just two. You know what I mean? Um, depends if he like if I'm if he, if I'm in a lot better nick than him. Better shape. He comes in. I can. I can get. I can just edge. Edge him. Edge him out of it. But if we both bang at it, I mean, he's, he's hard to. He's got that experience and knowledge. You know what I mean? And he knows when. Like when I'm tiring a little bit, he knows where to get his little breathers and that because he's been in game a lot longer. He can just edge me on little things like that. But if you ever watch a sparring, like you know what I mean? There's not. There's no holding back. Like you know what I mean? We really do. get a good go. Like. Um, when can we see your brother Jamie next out in the ring? I, I think early next year, similar to me, um, January, early February. Um, I mean, I think they're just on with uh, putting out his fight, uh, more than likely in States again. Um, yeah, um, I think next year is going to be a big year, not just for him, but for me. Um, 
So, I mean, we've had a great year this year. Um, I fought at Sheffield Arena twice, achieved my dream, what I said I was going to, European title and defended it, and he's gone out to America twice, where he, on paper he's supposed to get beat, and then pulled off two big upsets. But I throw a marriage in there, where I got married. We've had, a, we've had an eight years, do you know what I mean? But obviously, I'm hoping to top it next year with, with some big, big, big fights. There's both. Um, one last question who wins Lee Selby or Leo Santa Cruz it's hard to say really I, I, I'd want Lee Selby to win obviously but Leo Santa Cruz looked a beast didn't he against uh, Mares if you um, read about a couple of months ago uh, really surprised me because I rate um, Abner Mares and, uh, and he just took him to bits didn't he do you know what I mean he didn't even get a look in so and especially being if it were in the States probably you probably have to favour Leo Santa Cruz um, Lee Selby on his day could probably outbox anybody in division. He didn't have his best of days last fight. We all know he's um, a lot better than that. And I think he, he, he's capable of beating Leo Santos Cruz. I mean, but he'd have to be on his I mean, his best. I think he would as well with a big name and a big fight. Um, it'd be nice to see that fight. Thank you. Uh, pass it back on to Joey. Yeah, no problem. Okay, Gavin, I wanted to um, just end this with a little fact. I know that... Um, we spoke to Dave Caldwell last week and he said that there's a few times in the gym there's a bit of banter between you and uh, your brother. Yeah. Now I can say that you've had 16 fights professionally now. Yep. When he had had 16 fights, all of the opponents he'd fought, their combined record was 123 wins for 196 losses. So more losses than he'd had wins. You, yeah. after 16 fights, 172 wins, 132 losses. So you're one up on him there. That's a nice fact to know that, mate. <laughs> you know what? That will be getting pulled out. It's, uh, it's just a, I need little facts like that, you know? Because obviously, how, how can I outdo him when he's got everything I've got? I always pull that one out. I'm still unbeaten. I mean, then he pulls out, well, you've got your jaws, you've got your jaws. Do you know what I mean? Their losses aren't on your own show. Do you know what I mean? When we really get at it. Um, so it's nice, do you know what I mean? I, I can, I can, I've got a little bit more ammo there. That's not two little things I've got. Yeah, I'll send you that one in a text so you can say it word yeah, for word when you you're next in the gym. <laughs> if you okay. send me in a text when when we're finished, I can screenshot it and I'll have it. In, I'll always have it in the I'll have it in this in this photos. <laughs> That's it. That'd be brilliant. Okay, Gavin, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you. No problem, mate. Anytime you've got my number now. Anyway, so just give me a bell. Thank you very much, Gavin. Please take care. No problem. Okay, see I'll you see soon. See you later, mate. Okay, it's time for the second part of the show. This part of the show is called The Preview, where we preview the fights that are on this weekend. Um, and also on Friday, there's a few fights on the Friday. In fact, there's more fights, uh, more notable fights on the Friday than there is on the Saturday. Okay, we're going to start um, with a small little card in Harrow Leisure Centre. Uh, top of the bill, Mo Shinquin. He fights uh, Daniel Bilisansky. Um, Miles Shinquin looks to move to 12-0. and 0. Moving down that card, Georgie Keane, he's out against uh, Nathan McIntosh. Nathan McIntosh is unbeaten. He's 8-0. Uh, Georgie Keane, 6-1, of course. So that should be a pretty... Um Pretty tough little contest there for Georgie King. It'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Also down that bill, highly controversial Prince Patel's out as well. Uh, his opponent hasn't been announced as of yet, but he's looking to move to 3-0. Oh. 
Uh, that's it for that card. <clears throat> also on the Friday night, he makes his debut in Newport, Wales. Andrew Selby, obviously the brother of Lee Selby, world champion. Um, Andrew Selby, who's, who was a fantastic amateur, he's out against Haji Juma. Again, this is just his debut. Haji Juma's got a record of 15 wins, uh, 7 losses and 5 draws. It will be interesting to see how Andrew Selby gets on in his first professional fight. So that would be good. Moving over to Orlando, Florida, USA. Top of the bill over there. Tony Thompson fights Malik Scott. Tony Thompson, 40 wins, 5 losses. Fights Malik Scott, 37 wins, 2 losses and 1 draw. So 87 wins between, uh, sorry, 77 wins between these two guys. This is obviously a heavyweight. It's only a 10-rounder. But um, this is a PBC card. It will be very good to see this fight. I'm, hopefully, they're going to show it on some sort of TV. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with it, but I'd love to see this fight. This would be really good. Uh, Malik Scott's a good friend of mine, personally. Uh, Tony Thompson, we've seen him upset the likes of David Price, um, who's a Cuban he beat as well. Solis, he beat Solis. So he's he's quite old, but he's a very crafty veteran. Obviously, he's a southpaw. Um, he, lost to, he lost to Klitschko, which everyone does when they get to that level at the moment. But um, Malik Scott... He's only got two losses, one to uh, Derek Chisora. I was actually at that fight. That was in Wembley, uh, Wembley Arena, and um, he knocked Malik Scott down. Malik Scott was winning every round, and he knocked him down with a shot to the temple. And Malik Scott got up at the count of nine, and the referee waved it off. It was very, very strange, very strange and very, very disappointing for anyone who was at the venue. Uh, Malik Scott's other loss was a first-round knockout. He, he got knocked out in the first round against Deontay Wilder. I think that was on the undercard. If, I'm, if I remember correctly, I'm not looking. I think this was... I think this was on the undercard of the Danny Garcia, Maurizio Herrera card in Puerto Rico. Are you interested in that fight, Ayaz? Yeah, I'm interested in that fight. I want to see, obviously, like, they're quite old, both of the fighters, and I want to see, like, how... Um, what the fight's going to go ahead like. Also, yeah. we, know, we know Tony Thompson of his fights when he fought our, our good guy David Price and knocked him out twice. So yeah. I'm actually looking forward to this fight. Yeah, yeah. So my uh, Malik Scott, well, again, uh, Tony Thompson, I think he's 41 or 42. Malik Scott's about 33, 34. So not super old Malik Scott, but yeah, but yeah, very experienced. A lot of people don't know about Malik Scott. Malik Scott used to be, um, used to be in training camps with Lennox Lewis. That's where he picked up a lot of his, a lot of his stuff. Um, also, um, moving over to Massachusetts, USA, Stephen Ormond, he fights Orlando Vasquez. Uh, Stephen Ormond, I think he only fought about two or three weeks ago, also in Massachusetts. So he likes that place and uh, he's out again. It's only an eight-rounder, but he fights Orlando Vasquez. Uh, Stephen Orman's record, 19-2. and two. Orlando Vasquez, 18-6-1. and one. That should be interesting. All of those fights that we've mentioned, they're all taking place on a Friday night. So we're moving over to Saturday. There's only one real fight of interest on Saturday. This is obviously Halloween night. It's a fight in Houston, Texas, USA. Jamel Charlo, he fights... Um, Joachim Alcine. Jamal Charlo looks to move to 27 and 0. It's a 10 rounder, um, 154, super welterweight, light, middleweight, whatever you want to call it. Um, he fights, he fights Joe. 
yeah, Joaquim Alcine, who's 35 and 7 with two draws. Promising prospect for the future, Jamil Charlo. Yeah, I reckon he's an actual prospect, and I want to see what he does, like, hopefully in the future, like, who he gets, who he fights. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously got his brother, uh, Jamal Charlo. A lot of people confuse these two, but both of them are good fighters in their own right. Okay, it's time for our second guest on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Maurizio Herrera. Welcome to the show, Maurizio. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Right, I'll roll straight into this. Um, You're 35 years old now. Do you feel that possibly it took you quite a while to get the fights that you perhaps wanted? I mean, like, it took you quite a while to get into the public's eye. What did you put that down to? Well, you know, it was, um, you know, it wasn't really... Uh, you know, I've only been pro like about seven years, I think. I mean, it kind of happened fast, but, you know, just the process of going pro took a while, you know, of, of doubts and not having the right people, you know, uh, take me to go pro, not knowing, wh- you know, where to go, how to go about it, you know. So, um, you know, I managed myself most of my career and trained myself. Uh, you know, the beginning of my career. Talking of um, talking of fights that you were supposed to, you know, supposed to lose going in as the underdog. I've got to start Danny Garcia. Now this fight is <laughs> this fight was one of the biggest robberies I've ever seen. If you don't mind me saying, I thought you won that fight so obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, of course. You know, my family, my friends, uh, I got a lot of supporters behind me. Uh, I don't believe I won as well, and, and so did we. You know, just. Uh, um, I'm paying for it now. I mean, I'm just the, you know, you don't feel it right away. You know, at least I didn't, you know, until now, you know, now that it's, you know, it's been a while now since I think last year. So, I mean, um, I think back on it and it's really frustrating. Yeah, I think it's really unfair. I know that this happens to a lot of fighters, but um, a lot of people wouldn't even remember that you was the first guy to put a loss on Provodnikov's record. Yeah, yeah, and they don't, they didn't, a lot of people never uh, really picked up on me or followed me until, you know, the Danny Garcia fight, you know, was on a bigger stage, so, you know, uh, they just, I guess, started following me until there, but I mean, did a lot of true boxing fans uh, that know me have followed my career and, and know that I've been robbed a couple of times in, in my career, you know? You're certainly a fighter that's been in a lot of big fights, but you're almost like, I don't know why, but the public seem to just forget you. Only the real, um, you know, hardcore boxing fans give you that credit. Obviously, this show is um, UK-based. A lot of UK fans know who you are. You know, you probably felt the love before from some of the UK fans, big boxing fans over here. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. And I really appreciate that. You know, uh, I learned to a lot of people, you know, and I appreciate the ones that do know and, and follow my career, you know. Those are the ones that uh, I guess, you know, are uh, love boxing, been in boxing for a while. And uh, and there's some, you know, the new fans that come in too. You know, I welcome all them as well. And what is your, in your opinion, the toughest fight you've had, Mauricio? Well, my toughest fight uh, I had it must it probably has to be uh, Mike Alvarado. You know, I think that's the only fight I, I truly feel I um, still was close. I think I... Uh, that one, uh, I lost, you know, the guy, uh, the only fight that I fought wrong, you know, I didn't, I didn't fight my, uh, my style, you know, I went out there to try to surprise him and, and the worst uh, plan to do was to go against the guy who loved to draw and Michael Verrado was a bigger guy. And also I wanted to say, when you started your career, um, when you started your career, you was heavier than what you are now. It's weird because a lot of fighters, they sort of start, 
with a light a light sort of weight and they start going up in weight where you've gone down in weight how how um how comfortably do you make 140 now mauricio uh you know it's it's a it's a struggle it's tough but i mean i'm 35 and there's a lot of fighters that are you know older and they say they can't make the weight but i think you know it's it's just discipline they can make the weight it's just um they get lazier you know they got money in their pockets they fought some good fights and then they can relax a little and jump in weight now that Danny Garcia's moved up to 140, it's sort of, um, I mean, the division's kind of wide, wide open. Is there anyone in in the 140 class at the moment that you're gunning for? You know, anyone, we were, anyone in uh, particular? Yeah, you know, we were looking to fight Lucas Matisse before, you know, he got the last the stall. So, you know, Golden Boy uh, had told me, you know, that changes things now. Of course, he lost and, and he'll be out for a while. So, I mean, that was the fight we were supposed to get by early next year, you know. So, uh, at the moment, I was, um, you know, I had mentioned to them that I'm willing to fight anybody. Okay, so basically, you're pre- you're prepared to basically fight anyone from 140 up to 147. Yeah, exactly. Maurizio, um, thank you very much for answering a few of our questions. Um, it's been it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh no problem. Thank you guys for having me. And anyone who hasn't watched anything of Mauricio Herrera, you definitely need to get onto YouTube and watch him because this guy is one of the most underrated fighters in world boxing today. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Herrera. Please uh, take care and good luck in the future. We'll speak soon. Okay, no problem. Thanks a lot. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on the fifth episode of the Box Hard podcast. This week, we interviewed Gabby McDonnell and Mauricio Herrera. What a mix. I bet there's no other show that gets those two on in the same show. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's show. We're trying to get two guests on per show now. We do one show a week. We want two guests a week. So um, if there's anyone who you want us to interview, please get in touch with us at Box Hard Podcast on Twitter. any shout-outs, just get in touch. Any questions you want asked to particular people, just get in touch. Please come back next week. We love the support. Keep it coming. We're very grateful. Thank you very much, and we hope to see you next week.